I'm Casey Finey, and this is Fast Company's Creative Conversation, a podcast where we tap into some of the most creative minds in film, TV, music, and beyond. We all have a work husband or work wife. It's that one person in your office who's your confidant, your sounding board, or as Liz Flavehive puts it, someone you'd want to be in the foxhole with. Liz and her creative better half, Carly Mensch, are the creators of GLOW, Netflix's hit show that follows a ragtag women's wrestling league. Liz and Carly's partnership started as a chance meeting in a New York City playwriting group and has since blossomed into a dynamic tag team responsible for creating GLOW as well as co-writing the upcoming Captain Marvel movie. How Liz and Carly solve creative differences and find a happy medium between their two distinctive voices is nothing short of collaboration goals. Before we get into GLOW, I kind of want to rewind to uh, the writers group where you and Carly met. And what did you see in each other that made you think this is a person that would be a great creative partner? I mean, I don't think that we knew that in that moment. That was just one of those groups that was kind of had a lot of magic in the air. It was just a great group of writers at, you know, different sort of early stages in their careers. Um, But the thing that I actually remember about Carly, because a lot of us showed up to that group from like she was at Juilliard at the time. I was not. Um, And I but I was out of NYU. And I remember everyone was like talking about writing and, you know, like, you know, belly aching about whatever. And she was like, I love writing. I love going home to write. And I just and it was so (laughs) different than everybody else. I was like, you do? She's like, yeah, I do. I was like, great. (laughs) You're like I found someone who like, loves this just who loves as much it. As me. But it's like, but I was still in the sort of like, oh, it's just like it was more romantic to like suffer. Of course. And she, um, but she, I don't know. It, I think we um, we just always liked each other's writing and supported each other. And then um, I think you just have that thing where you're like, who do I want to be in the foxhole with? Mm-hmm. And when I was working on Nurse Jackie and able to actually hire people, when I got to the level that I could do that, she was the first person that I thought of because I'm like, oh, like she just is so in it with you on basically anything and um and then it just turned out that we did have a good time working together and i think when that happens on any level artistically you just like hold on to those people like crazy and so but we just were trying we were just you know said casually that we thought maybe we should find something to work on together and then we actually did i mean i think the fun is that we didn't think that at the time we were purely friends who enjoyed each other's work which i think is always a great place to start because I think we had very distinctive styles, distinctive voices, and then we worked on Nurse Jackie together and kind of saw that we had kind of some overlapping skills, but like I think we both appreciate each other's roles on the show and kind of got excited about the idea of working together after that. But I don't yeah. I don't think we never thought it from the beginning. And As a player, you don't tend to think. <laughs> we'll join up. We'll write together. <laughs> and you know what I find interesting is that you know you you have this uh, this shared work history where you have were working on shows for other people, and with Glow, you're stepping into the position of it being your own show. So, what was that transition process like for you, stepping into that leadership role? It, it was it was like being <laughs> dropped into a big cold bath i mean it was like it it was really it was intense i mean i think we're both pretty intense people with a serious work ethic and it was still overwhelming and i every day i was just so grateful to have a partner i think we still go back to that because it's a big show and show running is a lot of work and it's a lot of people to take care of and a lot of ideas to you know hold on to at the same time and protect and yeah it was definitely i thought i i didn't 
having at least been an executive producer on a show, I'm like, this feels like it will just be a natural tumble. And in fact, it was just exponentially more work. <laughs> I think I think the writing is somewhat of a tumble. Like, yeah. I think on some level you've been prepared to, you know, lead a show, lead an idea, lead people to an idea. Creatively. I mean, creatively. Yeah. I think we've both been in some very democratic rooms where we've been speaking our minds and like investing deeply in the stories we've been telling, even they weren't our shows. So kind of leading the writers room, I felt like on some level we had been prepared for that, but it's the other, you know, 800 jobs that go from being, you know, an HR department. <laughs> um, the people have to okay every single makeup choice, costume choice, um, there's just so many other jobs that kind of get dumped on top of the one that you have been stepping towards for so long. And I think those are the ones that make it just a kind of insurmountable amount of work, amount of work to right. to do on your own. And I think that's it's really cool because you guys, you have such a history together. You work together on Nurse Jackie, as you mentioned, and Glow and the upcoming Captain Marvel movie, which is amazing. And so throughout the years, how would you say your collaboration process has evolved? Well... I think that we, I wouldn't ever call us writing partners Mm -hmm. because we are very individual. I think we came up as individual writers who really enjoy working together. But even in the way we attack a script, you know, we wrote the pilot together, but we wrote it over the course of basically a year. Like it took us a year to crack it fully. And then when we got, you know, the series order, we had to, you know, break episode two and then write episode two at a certain point. And Really, we totally forgot how we wrote together. And we started by like sitting at a computer together. And it's like, wait, 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 we never did this. We never <laughs> sat next to each other and typed. Really? No, we'd, we would do, we would, we would break it together. We would outline together. But then we would divvy individual scenes and then swap them. And it's sort of the, you know, she can rewrite whatever she wants. I can rewrite whatever I want. It's full trust, full, like, you know, take it and do something with it. Um, if you see something that isn't working. Um, And that's sort of how we've gone through this whole process and everything else that we've worked on together. It has been like, you know, nothing is precious, nothing is sacred. And it helps because then you just get the best, you get the best stuff out of each other, I think. I think that's so interesting because I think a lot of people would assume that it is this it is sitting side by side and like pound and like just really working on I something. I think it is for some people, but it definitely isn't for us. And it's, but it feels, I think we will do more side by side looking at something when we're rewriting or when we're, you know, when we're just in a particular scene. Um, but I just think it's how we, it's how we write, you know. And so how do you make sure you have that cohesive voice? Like how do you make sure that whatever you're working on comes together in a way that makes sense. I mean, I think it's enough back and forth. And I think you get there. I think it's not something where nothing ever feels Frankenstein-y with us. And I think (laughs) our voices are connected, but um, not the same. And I think the thing that sort of happened season one is we worked and worked and worked script so much and it would pass between both of us so much that you know, it the the voice became like a shared voice, and the thing that was great for both of us is when our husbands would read scripts, and they're both um, writers as well. So many writers, yeah, left so many writers left and right were surrounded by them, um, but they couldn't tell who had written what line. Oh. And then I was like, "We're here, like That's we're at amazing. the point where like the marriage is is, is real, and <laughs> if they can't tell, then we're totally we're 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 in we're in nice. the pocket." So. So, I mean, would you say, was there an example of a situation where the learning curve was especially steep stepping into this? I'm trying to think. I mean, I feel like those first 
those first couple scripts of season one yeah were hard they were that was really yeah i feel like that was i the, think it that felt the scariest to me at least because yeah. i you you felt like you wanted to do it all absolutely right mm. and the the pre- you know the stakes felt really high and you were at the same time making these other huge de- decisions like casting and okaying us you know a set and you were like is that the right size hallway i pr- i yeah. you seem to think it is and i, I just want to make sure we're seeing every and we're yeah. i think as people we mull things over yeah. intensely and so the pace of you know gearing up to production while also making these huge decisions on the page and you know i'd love to talk for a minute about uh getting glow off the ground because one thing that i really love about the show is that it it's so layered in the sense that you know it explores the tension of female empowerment versus exploitation and there's stereotypes and how those play into the politics of the time and struggles women face in the workplace there's so much going on and i feel like it's it never feels muddled and so i'm just curious to know like in the drafting process what was that like striking the right tone because you're dealing with so much and it seems like i would imagine there's a lot to a lot of workshopping to get it the tone right. There is I mean I think like weirdly the tone the tone I feel like we comes from us and also from our room and I think um and even just like casting the right people who can sort of who can thread the needle you know that way with you in terms of their performance and really are um are in it with you that helps but you know, I think the thing that's tricky, and, and Carly actually had done it before I had because she had worked on Orange is the New Black, actually balancing the number of characters, mm-hmm. I found, like, deep, and we did it to ourselves. I mean, we have 14 women, right. <laughs> um, and that's not the end of the cast. You know, that's just the women in the exactly. cast. Exactly. Um, so that was really, really challenging because, you you know, not, and I think Genji also... Um, is is great at you know when she reads scripts and gives us notes she's very very she is like a specificity monster you know like she will she will give like a great note on a line that just makes it like all the more specific and all you know and and like always makes us lean in that direction so I feel like everyone and I feel like we distinctly voice characters but when you're really paying attention to that and making sure that you know, nobody's just dropping a line of exposition. And, you know, it's like everything is moving things forward, but you just, you really feel like you have this symphony, you have so many characters, and what you don't want to feel is that, like, you could do without four of them because then you're not doing your job. So, but it's a hard script to write because it's a it's a half hour, right. you know, even though it's a longish half hour because it's Netflix. You have that flexibility, but We still. do, but it's still, it's, you know, it's not an hour. Right. <laughs> and it's like, it's the cast size feels like it, you know, it could take up an hour. Right. So... And I'm really glad that you brought up uh, Genji because I know that she has been something of a uh, creative godmother for <laughs> for you and Carly. Kind of dig into that a little bit more yeah. because Genji is re- renowned for, you know, creating weeds and, you know, creating Orange is the New Black. And so what were some of those creative lessons that you picked up from her? She can nurture writers who have very different voices from her and different ideas um, and kind of learn how to let them make their show and get out of the way. Like an incredible thing to watch someone do. Yeah. Genji's company helped us a lot in terms of putting in perspective like what we needed, what to ask for. I'd never seen numbers and nothing prepared me to see numbers like this. And I didn't <laughs> and I also just didn't know how much something should cost. Yeah. Um uh-huh. just because that's something you're shielded from in all your other even if we were producing, we were on set. I mean we had a period show, so we had expenses on just like sets and costumes. We I have would fourteen imagine. actresses, we have wrestling, we have um kind of an aesthetic some aesthetic choices we made that kind of make it 
there were just a lot of reasons that kind of seeing those numbers, I think that was something just as a writer, I never anticipated my job would be to kind of put a price point on how much it takes to make a period specific robot, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Alison Brie, who plays Ruth in Glow, she talked, she's talked about how having women at the center of a show changes the energy on set in a positive way. And so stepping into this role as creators of the show, how much did you think about what your leadership style would be and how, and the environment that you wanted to create on set? I think we were just ourselves, which I think we had, we had certain traits that we have displayed on other shows that we brought here, but I think we knew Such that. Such as? I mean, I think we're both we can present, we're both open. I think we're both very available mm-hmm. to the people we work with. I think on every show I've yeah. been as a producer, if I understand that an episode is unshootable, I've always been willing to sit down, go through the scenes with the line producer and figure out how to make an episode of television um logistically. Yeah. And I think we've always been people who listen, but we're also like very opinionated and come in kind of with our own, you know, idea of how it should go. We listen to the other ways. Yeah. We've been collaborative, I would like to believe, Yeah, I, <laughs> since I before the show. But but I think there was also something, like, as we were making the show, like, I think you also, like, I, I don't think we had a thing where we're like, and we are absolutely going to be like this, starting here and ending here. I mean, I think we really learned a lot about how to make the show as we made the show and what types of leaders we wanted to be as the show was being made because, like, quite frankly, there were challenges in making the show, like, you know, figuring out how to produce a show with this much physicality mm. and while you know, keeping everyone while safe, keeping everyone yeah. safe while figuring out you know the balance in terms of the episodic balance in terms of when we would want to back off the wrestling you know narratively to you know make production possible yeah. um like all of that stuff i feel like as we went along we we figured it out and, and got better at it. We also had never been in charge of something together. I think yeah. like a silent learning yeah. thing that was happening behind the scenes was Liz and I learning how to work together yeah. and kind of um, just by the nature of our taste, a lot of our choices w- would align. But, you know, there are times when we disagreed and we'd have to be like, uh, we have to see a way through this and we have to make this a quick decision. We can't spend like four days because we disagree on who should be a costume designer. You know, yeah. we need to kind of come to consensus quickly. Yeah, so um, how does that not, happen? Like, how, how do you come to those? With us, we ha- it was a lot of, it was a lot of talking. Yeah. Like, if we, if I was like, I still don't feel good about this and I go home and I put my kids to bed and then we talk yeah. later that night like we would I feel like we were really rigorous if one of us feels yeah. really uncomfortable about it even if the other one loves it it we will stop. not be happening yeah. it's like a that's a full roadblock and then yeah. we'll find a third way we'll find another person we'll find another way Yeah. Um, if the yeah. person can't convince the other person and I think the other thing that we learned pretty quickly too is that we never got it was rare that we got super heated at the same time. Yeah. Like one of us would heat up and the other one would go in the opposite direction. And it always made like, and it still happens. Calibration. It was, natural, <laughs> yeah, it, was it helps so much. It is. We so have different triggers. We respond to different things. Yeah. And it's been very, that's like, one of like the most useful yeah. things in our collaboration. I Carly think. can calm me down without being condescending at all. You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, important. which is important. I mean, I feel like is because it's like nothing makes me Sometimes more Sometimes I'm a dick. Like Some- when I told you. <laughs> <laughs> when I told you to to rewrite a line and then I looked what you wrote and I was like, no, but like, more good. Just less oh. bad. <laughs> Just less, ba- less bad. Less boring. Less boring. That yeah. sounds right. <laughs> and like, I learned. I learned like, maybe don't talk how, to Liz that tell way. Tell me how you really feel. I know. <laughs> I mean, honesty is important, though. It is. It <laughs> also, you're tired and I think yeah. it's finding ways to be generous and to be articulate and to not just be like, oh, I hate this because yeah. that's never helpful. What were some of the lessons you learned from season one that you applied to creating season two? Creatively, I think we learned a lot about the characters. Yeah. I think logistically, 
we learned both how to produce the wrestling, which, you know, isn't just because there are two lines on a page that say, like, a wrestling move. That could be an entire day. I was going to say, because um, wrestling itself is something that has a whole production <laughs> behind it. It's it like, does. It's like yeah. the choreography. And of we, it had, to, we had to kind of learn. We had to learn how to write it. We had to learn how to shoot it. We had to learn how to kind of make sure we weren't taxing the women who were doing these moves. We, we also had, had to learn how to communicate it to directors yeah, who had, in had never, way, directed, who had never directed our show. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, and we are... We are not directors um you know i think a a lot of people come to tv with that experience sometimes especially creators now um but learning how to talk about like what we wanted visually and also talking about how to shoot the wrestling in a way that made sure that we were not wasting our our actors energy and physicality on shots that we were not necessarily going to use that maybe a director was in love with so i think we had a we were pretty intense about you know, figuring out how to communicate that, how to talk about that in our tone meetings, how to talk about that before we even step foot on the set to I make mean, sure. Season one, we were shooting a yeah. show that no one had seen a pilot of. Like, yeah. even if you were directing episode eight, you you had never seen what the show looks like. I think you, it was a, a very different experience of trying to kind of like all see the thing that that's kind of in the clouds. Um, where season two, I think we come in with a language. We know how to talk about our show. We know what our show is. We know what it isn't. Yeah, people can look at it. We can have conversations. It's a. I think it's a very kind of. It's super helpful. Yeah, <laughs> to actually have There's a, a show. reference. Yeah, a show. And, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about kind of fine tuning because you mentioned Carly that you know what the show is and you know what it isn't. So what what would you say it is and what isn't it <laughs> like how how have you kind of honed this show i mean on so many i mean some of it is our tastes i mean we're people who don't this is just a random yeah. example but i mean we don't like tv that's just mean for mean's sake that's something that's kind of never going to go in our writing and never going to go in our shows um i think there's certain types of stories that we think are like a bit stale or tried and we're kind of gonna lean away from those i think we're gonna we kind of know visually things we don't like um there are types of shots um their types of camera moves. Mm-hmm. They're kind of, fa- I mean, they're, it's like a litany of many, many things that we've kind of learned to avoid. And, but I mean, you know, we'll declare something <laughs> that we don't like. And then if someone finds like a very glow way to use that thing, um, I mean, even the, yeah. the pilot I mean, for is, us used yeah. like that fantasy sequence is something that Liz and I tend to be like, we're not going to do dream <laughs> yeah. sequences. We're not yeah. going to do fantasies. And then we found a way that we loved. Um, and kind of once we broke the rule, we, I mean, there's no hard rules, but I think yeah. there are certain kind of or, allergies. I think, or there's something where like Carly can be super allergic to certain things. Yeah. Like, Creative allergies. I'm um, like, yeah. a cre- like a create, like perhaps like a or a fundamental allergy to a location, like the mall. Yeah. And then, and then we know, write maybe somebody else is like, well, I I think a mall is an iconic '80s location that I would be super interested to recreate. And then we just like lean into that it out. And do it. Yeah. And oh, and did we, you ever? Yeah. <laughs> it's really You're, Liz is allergic to certain words, especially kind of like conjunctions. Like <laughs> she sees like a however yet, um, but <laughs> get that so out of here. I can tell Liz is going to cross it out, and I'm I've learned to be okay with it. <laughs> Sometimes people speak looser than I wish right. to write them. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to just dig a little bit more into this collective creative process that you have shared over the years and so what has working on glow together now that you have two seasons under your belt like what has that been like for you like what have you learned that you know carly you may think liz is stronger in this area than you are and vice versa like when it comes to that kind of creating this uh this creative force that you guys have had for so long 
what has working on glow taught you about that oh god a lot I mean, the decision to do it together, I think, was just a huge learning experience. And so many times, we I think you already talked about it, but we'd be in some late night decision making moment where it's so lonely. Like if I didn't have Liz there, it's not that I wouldn't have been able to make the decision on my own, but it would have just been a drag because there are just like so many just draggy parts of being a showrunner that I, I think I learned how much more fun it is to share with someone. And it feels in the same way that people talk about marriages. Yeah. Like it's a it's a different type of marriage that I had never could considered before this kind of happy accident of working with Liz. And I think you pull things out, especially like because fatigue is such a huge part of it. You know, I think when you start to flag or the other person starts to flag, like you can pull somebody up and out of it and get to like a whole new place. Like I think that I think we in the same way where I feel like we don't get pissed off or heated at the same moment. I think when one of us starts to get a little despondent or frustrated the it's like the other person's job is to lead the charge out of that moment a little bit and I think we both hand off emotionally to each other that way and I think that also just comes from like trusting the other person and knowing they're not you know like we're really in it together and no there's there is so much trust and nobody's trying to take away anything from the other person we just want to do it really well together and I don't know I think that yeah, it's funny because I yeah. feel like I've heard tons of interviews with showrunners who don't want a writer's room, who don't want a partner, and I fully respect that. That's like a fully valid way to run a show and, in fact, make many great shows. Um, and I've always believed, like, don't have a writer's room unless you feel like the writer's room will make the show better, unless you can, like, supplement your own brain. And I feel the same with Liz. It's like I couldn't, the version of the show that we made, I couldn't have done on my own. Like, I see my fingerprints all over it, but I know that, like, there are things that Liz has brought to the show that I'm so grateful for because I couldn't have done it. And vice versa. And I feel like we kept, like, we kept finding that. Yeah. We, you know, and and I think we will also do a thing and, and we, we won't, like, ghettoize the other person's writing. It's not like, oh, well, like, you did this great in this episode, so you should do it again here. And we will, like, ha- we will take things that we want to write, but we will also push each other into... Yeah. The scenes that maybe we're we're less, we feel a little nervous about. Mm. And it's just a blast that way because I feel like you get to sort of touch everything and feel like you're you're on But again, I think it comes down to like if I didn't love your writing so much, like it wouldn't work. It would just be like two people who work well together. Like it just helps so much that just like on the page it's an ex- a very like exciting person to be yeah like you're you're always handing I'm always handing Carly a page and excited to see whatever she is handing me and it just like I think that's the back and forth that yeah. feels you right. know creatively alive is there an example from that from season one that sort of kind of creative exchange like where Carly you mentioned that you know you see your fingerprints all over it but yeah. you know without Liz it's it would have been I mean my lines different. are sometimes easier to hear because they're like that there's some stupid thing that <laughs> I added to Liz's like beautiful scene <laughs> um, but then nothing gets too heavy yeah um, <laughs> I mean I think one season one season one I feel like the I feel like writing that finale yeah was that was a good finale thanks uh, yeah we, it was really it was like there's a lot going on but it was just like finding the t- like you know I think when it's your show and we have a very incredibly strong incredible incredible writers room um but you know it's like it's your show and we're like we're gonna write nine and ten and we were like how the hell do we find the time to do it and we were sh- I remember we were shooting I don't even know what we're, sh- we're shooting eight shooting nine. we were shooting something and we had to leave town together I just remember in 10, I got somehow, I wrote like a lot of the wrestling. And I remember I I felt like I had gone into a hole and like disappeared. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, it was so muddy and mucky to like go through all of the wrestling. Yeah. But we, I feel like we just, 
we left town and we did it in like two to we drafted that thing in like two and a half I mean the reason why this is hard and why we can answer this better for season two than season one is I say this sincerely like I watch episodes and forget what I've written yeah and what Liz has written then answer for season two without spoilers yeah season (laughs) two we're just a little bit more clear (laughs) yeah I just remembered a little better like I can remember a scene I wrote and then how you tweaked it Um, yeah but season one like it's a wash and sometimes I'll be watching and I'll be like did I write that and then there's like one word that I'm like I wrote that but I didn't remember it yeah, but I feel like the back, like we just had that thing where we were sitting, you know, in some place in Palm Springs, you know, for two days just to crank it out and be away from everybody. And we would just be talking back and forth about what we were writing. And we were we were just trying to get to the finish line. But I just, yeah, I don't know. I remember taking like the front end and you taking the back end yeah. and then swapping. Yeah. And then at a certain point we were like, we have a finale. Yeah. Let's drive home. Yeah. You did take the first step. Yeah. D- I remember that. But it was one of those. There's a scene that got cut from the finale that opens it because I remember yeah. you wrote that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, you know, there's obviously such a, th- a theme in all the shows that you've worked on of these very strong, brilliantly flawed women. And, when you hear about these still kind of poor representations of, you know, women in television and uh, film, what is it that you think people are getting wrong still in 2018? Like when you still, when we were talking about A, even getting women on the screen and B, having them, you know, be these fully fleshed out characters, having worked on shows where that's, those women are always at the center of your stories. Yeah. What do you think people are getting wrong still? I I mean, I think there's a sen- there are a couple exposition wise. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I feel like there are a lot of places where it's like, well, there are women on the show, but they're not driving the story or yeah. they're not like they don't want things. They don't they want don't things. Want. You know, I think there I think you still have a lot of places even where you have potentially some interesting characters show up, they are not imperative and they are not driving the narrative and that rhymes and I'm happy about that but (laughs) it is like but I think that's sort of it like we do like we do have friends that were joking and it was a lot of the inspiration for that opening scene of the pilot that they go into audition these like glorious glorious New York theater actors and they go into audition for TV and they're like well I will be reading the role of exposition wife who walks in with the laundry says something you know that might spark something in a man to do something and then I leave and you know, we've all seen that right. part. Yeah. I also think that I've seen a, a few too many TV lady characters who are just too perfect. Who I'm like, mm. you're, you're, you're a woman, but I like to have, I don't care to follow you because you seem like an imaginary person because you're, you have no flaws. <laughs> you, you look, somehow you have like amazing makeup and hair, three kids, no problems. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're sitting here with hair and makeup. Yeah. Our kids are not around. Like it's, you know, it takes <laughs> at least an hour and a half. Of time to become to just become like a a standard polished version of yourself. So I feel like I mean that was something I feel like we talked about a bunch just in terms of yeah. the show too. Like we we talked about with Allie's character, we're like no makeup. Like no. I remember during the pilot, I would like run onto set. Sorry, sorry. I think she has lip gloss on, no makeup. She's like, I'm not wearing anything. You're just you're we just became, seeing. Her. I'm like, it became just crazy people because we yeah. just wanted it to be authentic, authentic, right. and to not have that thing where like somebody wakes up and you're like, clearly somebody has curling ironed her hair and has mascara on. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like that's a and she was so game, and it it was a big. I think for our prota- yeah. our shared protagonist. Yeah, you know, it was exciting. It was and... really exciting. Oh, I love that. And I could talk about Glow forever because it is such <laughs> an amazing show. And I was very lucky to see a lot of season two, which I will not spoil for anyone. Um, but there's a lot going on. But I want to thank you both for coming in and talking to me today. This has been really lovely. So We're thank so you so much. We're so happy to be here. Thanks. 
This has been Fast Company's Creative Conversation. If you like what you've been hearing so far, make sure to rate and comment. Also, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening.